You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. The Pac-12 is just even more, it's like getting a very small dose only makes you realize how completely fucking batshit and useless. Yeah, like at a juice bar. It is is such, it is just the shittiest juice bar in the world. Juice bar ass conference. Here in basically December, Arizona State is (laughs) 0-1. They're probably not going to play another game. That'd be smart. Why did you even try to do this? I was watching Jake Bentley play quarterback for fucking Utah, and I'm like, what? Do you, what? Know, how <laughs> do you know how dumb it is that even like even if Arizona State plays the rest of the season, mm-hmm. which is two two games, two games. They, UMass will have played more football games than Arizona State did. That's <laughs> fucking insane. Is it time for us to return to the... Bill Connolly, Kansas wisdom of your say, well, they will have gotten exercise and fresh air. Except Arizona State won't have. <laughs> I mean, they practiced, right? That's exercise and fresh air. Also, I our whole problem didn't. is fresh air. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, yeah. That's, that's the whole, like, I'm just watching it and you're just like, I don't, what, why? Why? Oh, what is P- this? Somebody, somebody in the Discord was talking about, like, Boy, that Washington comeback against Utah. It's like, look at the words you're saying. Stop it. <laughs> you don't have to live like this. No, you don't have to. Don't don't be happy about that. <gasps> also, I will say this though: Washington's quarterback, their their starter, that dude does not give a fuck. No. Oh my god, throwing just the most. Like you don't want to be super reckless and shit against Utah. Right and ho- holy fuck that 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 kid does not give a shit. He was throw like he was throwing balls from three feet away from his receivers as hard as he fucking could. It was kind of beautiful. He looked like Peyton Manning throwing at the kids on SNL, right? <laughs> like Dylan Dylan yes. Moore Dylan Morris was throwing at eight hundred miles an hour, eight inches from his receivers' heads. Like hey fucko.
to the Shutdown Fullcast. You are listening to the internet's only college football podcast. I'm Spencer Hall. Joining me after what I have to assume was a raging success of Thanksgiving is one Jason Kirk. Jason, did you have the little bird or did you have the big bird? Brother, we had a big fucking bird. That rascal was 21 pounds. <laughs> is at 21 pounds, is that even a rascal? Uh yeah, that's more a that's, that's a bastard. It's like a toddler. Yeah. That's that's a big old bastard. That's it. Yeah, that's a big old bastard. What you what you do that big old? I taught him who's boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put, we had uh, to uh we had to track down an oven in our neighborhood that had the capacity to handle that some bitch. A 21 pound bird. That's a some bitch, I think. Did you did you how did that go? Did you wander from door to door going like, "Please, my big bird, help." Please, <laughs> Please my bird, he's huge. <laughs> he's huge. Let me put him in oven. Yeah, so me and my bird, I was walking him around on the leash. And I was like, "You got <laughs> You got anything that'll fit this feller?" <laughs> Please, these gains, they're very sick. <laughs> you see, you're just walking around with the Virginia Tech mascot with the barbell in his hand. Yeah, the walking hokey bird. Yeah. <laughs> this is the how I got to go. <laughs> it's my destiny. I got to face it head on. Yeah. Uh we had a we had a fairly good one. Um Jason had a good one. Ryan. Oh, Ryan. Hello. Hi. Hi. How how was your Thanksgiving? Had pork tenderloin. Bought it from a restaurant. <laughs> because let me tell you what I'm not about to do. I have it, our our Thanksgiving was very small. It was myself, my wife and our 4-year-old. And at no point during this, basically at every at every step of the operation, the question was, will the four-year-old eat this? If not, will we like it? And if the answer to both of those is no, it's off the table. It's And, like, is it possible that my kid would have liked roast turkey? Sure, but I don't know. And I'm certainly not going to, you know, wager five hours on it. So we have pork tenderloin because I know she'll eat some of that. And you know what? She did. Now, which what? restaurant was it from? I assume Culver's. <laughs> I I wish it was from Culver's. No, it was from a, a local place here called Hawthorne. It was a pistachio herb crusted pork tenderloin. It was very good. Oh. That's you know, with a kid, you're actually thinking you're going well five hours. I actually seriously wager whether five minutes of effort is worth something to feed a kid, given the success rate on what they will or won't right. eat. Right. 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 So five hours. Oh yeah, this was by far the more intelligent decision. At one point during dinner, my four-year-old looked at my wife and said, hey, I think we should trade bowls. Her bowl, my wife's bowl, had some mac and cheese in it. My child's bowl had mac and cheese in it. She would not be convinced that this was the same fucking mac and cheese. She was bartering over the exact same thing. Do you know how weird it is to witness a negotiation where what's being exchanged is exactly the same? But one party refuses to acknowledge that? Anyway, Thanksgiving was fine. Holly? What? I wanted to shout out your dressing. Thank you. Because you made you made a dressing so absolutely silky that, frankly, um, it gave me gout. Like, my toe hurt after eating it. I'm pretty excited to carve you up and serve you. This is all a plan to make me into the dressing for next year, and mm -hmm. I really admire it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, your skin's getting very taut. <laughs> it's not weird. <laughs> Why are you feeding me nothing but pistachios, cream, and apples? This is like a prized pig. I'm not just. What do you mean, like a prized pig? <laughs> truffles for Spencer, because Spencer's a good boy. Truffles for Spencer and hazelnuts too. Do you know how that would work so well on me? I'd be like, stop! But I do like hazelnuts. Uh, this was Leah Chase's uh, rice dressing with the addition of. Uh, it turns out that you should check the package before you scurry out of your meat purveyor because the fine folks at Publix gave me instead of half chicken lizards and half chicken gizzards two entire flats of chicken lizards chicken lizards god chicken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, chicken livers so we had we had Arizona a style I think we a chicken a, a chicken lizard that's literally a dinosaur yeah yeah, yeah. all right we, we had, had dinosaur gravy dino DNA <laughs> dressing uh, thank you to friend of the program, The Gurgling Cod, for suggesting Dirty Rest Dressing. We ended up doing something uh, 
a little innovative in the methodology in our quarantine bubble Thanksgiving, uh, which contains Spencer's infamously Ricky Bobby inspired children. Uh, it was noon and we were still cooking and the kids were being dicks. And we said, okay, everybody on the picnic table, turkey sandwich time. And we had turkey and sweet potatoes and cranberries for lunch because that's what was ready. And then the children were nestled all snug in their beds by the time late at night when the dressing and the gravy and all the other stuff was ready. And we had that for dinner. And that's I'm down, gonna that's do, Downton Abbey as shit. I love it. I'm going to do this forever because we were, you know, in a normal year, I would make a bunch of stuff ahead of time and sock it in the fridge. And then on the day, it's just like, you know, reheat this casserole, reheat that casserole. Uh, and today it was like, okay, whatever's done, we're eating and the rest of it's dinner. And this also kind of smoothed over the quarantine bubble thing of, well, my family eats at noon. Well, my family eats at six. You know, I eat it too, and you're both war criminals. And so it's it was an accident of process that I intend to make intentional for the next year. Yeah, no, I liked it. Those people at Downton Abbey, they had a lot of really good ideas, like eating, feeding the children separately. And primogeniture. Gener generational wealth. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, leaving an albatross of a house to your children until they have to decide whether to betray your memory and sell it to the state or to leave. And, or to stay and be miserable. Dying now, in an open-top car crash. Now yeah. you can just leave that list that shit on Airbnb. Problem solved. Mm. <laughs> I, did, is... I, did, uh, I did make my own rolls this year, and that was worth it. That was definitely worth the effort. Yeah. Way better than Frozen. Um, we have... God, there's a lot. There's a lot to talk about. Is there? But... Oh, is oh, there? there's quite a there's quite a bit, buddy. Okay. I could just read the list of ham carols that readers of this fine podcast have sent us over the past four or five days, and that could be the show by itself. Do we want to just do that? I ham mean, carols? I have a I have a Wikipedia page opened in uh, the title of which is stuffed ham. Uh, the table of contents, item number one, salmonella vector. Oh shit! Yes. So. That's cool. That's, yeah, no, I mean, that's fine. I was. Please pronounce it stuffedum. Stuffedum. I mean, um, it is believed to have originated in culinary hotbed, Southern Maryland. Oh, <laughs> that just sounds like food poisoning. It does. Like yeah. the word Southern Maryland sound like something left out too long at room temp on a buffet table. Yep. <laughs> Um, the, it's, a, uh, it's also a good it's also a good euphemism for diarrhea who got a little southern maryland going on now here. i wonder if this is the dangle attached to virginia or the dangle attached to delaware that's a good yeah question. is it the uvula or the um the other thing i don't know uh let's see st mary's county where are you greater oh, it's, it's, delaware this appears to be the part uh near near virginia so, so so you can't really go in a good direction like when it, this is the opposite of you really can't go wrong whatever direction you go from maryland oh can fucking trare <laughs> you can't really make a good call i like how much the ocean is trying to like break part of maryland off and just be like be free let come your brother go <laughs> come come with us maryland let insane. go of his hair right now Maryland. It's, it's like four panhandles and that's the whole state correct mm. there's no and pan everyone, Think about it. That explains a lot about Maryland. Because you think about the panhandle of the states. What do have panhandles? And they're they're pretty they're pretty rough. Extra cuts of the state that they're attached to. So what if you made the whole state out of panhandles? Bam, Maryland. Maryland, Maryland looks like if you poured hydrochloric acid on Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying it's the Phantom of the of the Grand Old Opry? No, it's like it's just the Lakeland of the sea. It's the Lakeland of the Atlantic. This is my this is my damaged brother, Maryland. <laughs> he wears a natty bow twelve pack carton cut into a mask across his face. This is this is the part of the buffalo that Native Americans could not eat or do anything with. Maryland. That little part trying to escape to the sea. And the rest of Maryland going, Where are you going? Hey. <laughs> Go Terps. Go Terps scored scored eleven <laughs> points against Indiana. <laughs> That's again. I think anytime I will stick by this rule. Anytime you throw up a prime number in a loss, you got your ass whipped. 
You got yeah, like, you just got confused. You're like, oh, 11. Take 11. Take take 7. Take 13, whatever. Like speaking if you ever of, uh, speaking of Maryland, can I offer a very exciting Big 10 standings update? Oh, please. Please. So, God. for the past few weeks we've been tracking the uh the the fact that Based on the number of cancellations and potential cancellations, more teams remain alive for the Big Ten Championship than you would think. Um, the fun one, obviously, was Indiana just canceled the game against Ohio State and clinched the division. Northwestern could have done that, but elected to beat Wisconsin anyway, and then Wisconsin canceled, became ineligible. Northwestern didn't need to go through all that trouble. So we're on course for Northwestern Ohio State, uh, which alone is funny because Northwestern sucks. Um, but... Things can get far weirder from here. Someone on Reddit CFB user Flamewire has figured out that it is possible for us to get a Maryland-Illinois Big Ten championship. Fucking hell. If Ohio State is ineligible, Indiana loses out, and absolute mayhem strikes the Big Ten West, which that happens every few weeks. Uh, yeah, Maryland-Illinois for, uh, for a New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah. No, I so, want this. So yeah, let's do it. This is the kind of thing, by the way. I read I read something that Roger pointed out from the NFL today, which is that the Las Vegas Raiders were coming in playing a three and seven team, the, the Falcons, and they, they, they lost by thirty seven, and they were in the playoff race, and then with the single loss based on this and losing that badly, they went all the way to ninth place. <laughs> like, I wish we could do that in college football standings where you have a loss so disastrous. They're like, well, you were in the top four, and now you're 38th Meanwhile, after a week. The three and eight Cowboys are a game out of the playoffs. <laughs> this is why we need a playoff, because wouldn't you be so thrilled to say something like, man, that four and seven pit team is just one <laughs> game away from getting a playoff slot. Oh, I'm exhilarated thinking about it. There would have been a year where we, you know, we, we could have had a, what, like a seven and six Georgia Tech team in the playoff that one year if we'd had, you know, that that yeah. year when UNC, Miami, etc. was ineligible. Yeah, we really, we really need um, NFL style playoffs. Just th- th- which feels like a thing you say. Oh, that'll bring some sensible reason to the sport. No, actually, it'll make it even dumber. That's why we need it. Thank God. I think we should do it based on point differential. That's that's really I want somebody I want somebody to be like, well, they were out of the playoff at six and six, but they scored seventy points in their final week of the season. So hey. It was a conference game, it counted. So old miss, old miss, you're in the playoff. I mean you old, could yeah, old, you could old miss is never in the playoff. That part's wrong. Yeah, it's not called old make. Wow. <laughs> I think the uh, <laughs> Buffalo Bulls would be sitting pretty in the playoff yeah. race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're plus twenty five per game so far. <laughs> if, if we just when they entomb Lane, we're back to live and bombing again. When they entomb Lane Kiffin in the square, that's what his pharaoh name's going to be. Oh Mike. <laughs> they're going. He, he's got kind of like a Easter. He's like a not voluptuous, but he's like a hippie Easter Island statue. <laughs> he's, 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 yeah, he's, I mean, hippie is in he's got broad set hips, not uh, as in he's some kind of crunchy granola person. I thought, I thought you just meant plush. It's just plush, like a plush cat. Look, we're all we're all packing it on for winter. That's fine. Um, L- Lane, by the way, that's a fine that's a fine weekend for Lane. Lane won his first Egg Bowl, and then, unlike uh, more than any team I've seen win a rivalry trophy to this point, Ole Miss just talk their shit. I have never seen as much online shit talking as I have over a, an Ole Miss team getting to five hundred again. The stakes in the Egg Bowl are always hilarious to me because it's always like, hey, boys, if we lose this game, we can't be 500 for the season. No! <laughs> no! So different. <laughs> it's it, Think of it this way. <clears throat> it makes more sense if you're like, all right, if you win this blackjack hand, you'll be even. You'll, your last five hours at the casino, you'll be exactly even. And if you lose it, you'll be down $1,000. Like, then it makes sense. But it's never a guy across the table who is also at – the crux between six and six uh and you know like like they're never right there at 500 with you like mississippi state is across the table being like i'm already down five thousand i'm taking you with me <laughs> everyone at this table's losing 
Dealer's sitting on 15. He's like, yeah, hit. Hit. I made I made bad decisions on real estate. <laughs> what happens today doesn't matter to me. I've heard, you can't I've heard. fix my problems, old miss. <laughs> so I'm going to give you some of mine. That's yeah, what That's what the Egg Bowl every year always has some sort of setup where you go, somebody with something to lose of moderate value and someone with nothing of value seeking to take that person down with them. That's That's why this game is magnificent. And also magnificent that it was 31-24 Ole Miss, and both teams had, like, combined, they had over 1,000 yards, meaning they just went for fourth down a lot and didn't get it. Just trying to kill. That's it. Just trying to kill, swinging and missing. That's what they were for most of the game. Such a beautiful thing. Hey, Elijah Moore did not do the peeing gesture as far as I know, either after the game or in the locker room. You would have known. Like, there would not have been a mystery to it. That's all right. There's, there's no need to gild this particular lily. Maybe Elijah Moore, late at night, 4.30 a.m. in a quiet square. Maybe that's just, the only way he pees. Maybe he just got down on all fours and was like, I'm alone, man. It's time. Flag. No, this is... This yeah, flag. Is, <laughs> uh, God damn it. Mark <laughs> Curls is like, gotcha. <laughs> Oh God! The Phantom Ref just trailing him, going like, "I'll get him when he when he finally slips up." God. I'll be there. Mississippi State three of fourteen on third down. <laughs> three. See, like you look at the box score and you go, "Should have been more lopsided. And there should have been more points." What happened? Funny thing about improper fractions. <laughs> you know, you see, the thing is, playing with forty nine people makes you real motivated. Which I think Mississippi State was playing something like 49 people on the roster. That's total. <sighs> so really, like, kind of a good outcome for Mississippi State, given you were playing with, you know, no one. And had absolutely no depth in this game and decided to play anyway. but And only lost by one score with a freshman quarterback. Thrown to, like, young receivers. So there's a lot of things looking up for this Mississippi State team. That naturally assumes next year they're doomed. Because that's typically how Mississippi State football in a conventional era goes. Wow, we're feeling pretty good about things. Don't. Wait, you're saying long. you're saying Mississippi State should feel good? Oh yeah, like no, they've got some like they they appear to be rounding into form, which to me says okay. any Mississippi State team in the non Dan Mullen, non Jackie Sherrill era when they say they're about to round into form, it's usually when they're you know. They're like, ah, oh, look, the horizon. We finally reached it. It's a waterfall. You're going over the edge. This okay. is the form? Apparently, the, you share my confusion. No, that they look like they're rounding into form. And they'll oh, have they're... a little bit more so the, momentum the curve has going begun. forward. Like the, right. the, the screenshot of Google Trends the day after Thanksgiving when All I Want for Christmas has that tiny, tiny, tiny spike. Have you yep. seen that? Just yep. a little, you know, day day one of Advent has begun. That's where we are with Mississippi State. Mm. Right. Day day one. Or this. Ah, the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, and then by sound, ah, the train heading our way. The theory of light at the end of the, like the, the suggestion, maybe there's a, yes. like a refraction of light. Yeah. Without yet the hint that it is the headlight of an oncoming train. A lane train, if you will. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, we're back there. Much like Mississippi State, I walked right into that one. <laughs> I uh, I also, uh, we had something else happen, which is that Ohio State might not make the playoff. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But look, no, before we say another word about this, are we going to talk about it? Mm-hmm. Or are we going to talk about what we all want to have happen here? What well, let's make sure that we're all on that same page. <laughs> we No, we know. We, we, we know what we're talking about, so, right? So because let's, we let's, all... Le- Ryan, were you going back to set the scene? Because I was about yeah. to go back and set the scene. Go for it. Go for it. So at the end of this... At the end of this game, I go to text Brian Floyd a certain sentiment. And I see the three little dots from Brian Floyd. And before I can finish typing this sentiment, the exact thought that I was typing comes back to me from Floyd. And I turn then to Discord, only to find that Alex Kirshner has already typed this exact same thought as well. And what was that thought, gentlemen? 
because I'm sure that you were also having it. Do I have to which, say it? I'll say it. Which which game are we talking about? We're t- okay, so Ohio so State. To to get even further back, Ohio State didn't play this week because their game with Illinois was canceled for COVID reasons. Ohio State has already had one game canceled this earlier this year against Maryland, also for COVID reasons. What happens if one more game gets canceled? They will be ineligible for the Big Ten title. Why is that? Well, they won't have enough games played, right? That that's the rule I was asking you to explain. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You're, you're going to have to. I'm going to be the. I'm going to be the listener. I'm going to be the. No, I'm going to be the listener. Not when, getting Lord, this. When's going to be my time? No, come on. You're going to have to explain this to me. I was asking you to explain. Okay, Ryan, do you? Jason, would you like to explain this? Yeah, you got to play enough games, and they're they're about at it. They got to play all their rest of their games. Yes. And I assume the, Michigan State and Michigan being the final two is where the comedy comes in because uh-huh. just, Michigan State, just, all they're really jump. for is ruining things. And Michigan, boy, you don't want to play Ohio State ever, especially not this year. But now there could be an upside to not playing Ohio State. Uh-huh. Not, some would say nothing but upside. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, this would... so anyway, to be clear and to quote Alex Kirshner, this is only good if it's fake. We don't want this to actually happen. Spencer, I yes. know you have an alternate scenario, and I'll let you jump in with that in a second. But the thought that at least three of us had at the exact same time on Saturday night was, please, God, please, Midwestern, Lutheran, atheist God, whatever you are presiding over Michigan, please fake a COVID outbreak and keep Ohio State out of the playoff for giggles. Please. We don't ask for much. Spencer, I mean, you have a different scenario leading off from this. Would you like to talk about that? Well, yeah, that that in a desperate attempt to get his job and also because he does not believe he can be killed by bullet, lightning, virus, dog attack, earthquake, or any other act of God or man and believes he is immortal because he drinks a glass of milk a day and played for the Colts once. Jim Harbaugh. Goes out and gets it. Jesus, has he cut back? (laughs) Time to suffer. We have what we feel is a legitimate concern that Jim Harbaugh might go out and try and get COVID for realsies. Yeah. Right. Look look what I did for the program. It can't kill me. I can't be killed. Like just running around in ICU, like lick my face. Do it. Wait, wait. And, And which NFL team is having a massive COVID outbreak right now? I don't know, Ryan. I'm Spencer. The Baltimore Ravens. And who's the head coach of the Ravens? Couldn't tell you. It'll be John Harbaugh. Oh, you're back. Thank oh, God. now he knows. Now he fucking knows. <laughs> Noted Ravens correspondent Spencer Hall. Yep. That's right. It's all in the family. He'll be like, I'm going to go kiss my brother on the mouth for Michigan football. Just, just despite like Ohio Br- State. Please like, let me keep this job. Just like Tom Brady would. <laughs> just the Michigan man. How, how did he do today? He lost. Mm, interesting. He, he lost. Interesting. Through a terrible interception. Interesting. Two of them. Interesting. Yeah. He lost to our beautiful boy, Pat Mahomes, Texas Tech's finest. At the time when I walked through the room where this game was on, uh, Tom Brady had how many yards of offense? I think he had at that point 19. And Pat had how many? 240. So that's more. It's way more. Is what I'm hearing. Okay. Many, many more. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I, um, I think so. Say this happens. Obviously, this would be great. This would be wonderful. Um, I think I still think Ohio State probably makes the playoff. God. Um, in God. fact, watch this. Watch this. Watch what this does to their strength of schedule. All right. If they go through it and they play Michigan State, ooh, that's bad for your numbers. Michigan, yuck. Ugh. You're, why don't you play any 500 teams? And then you play Northwestern, right? Who cares? However, you clear that Michigan shit off there and you replace Northwestern with Wisconsin Big Ten Championship weekend because we are doing the number two, number three, number four, number five, number six, number seven games. Ohio State's strength of schedule has gone up. So, yeah, we're, so we're, stuck, you're actually, we're stuck with them. So you're actually arguing one of the worst things that Michigan could actually give Ohio State is its strength of schedule? Michigan. Here's what you, <laughs> Michigan, here's what's on you. Here's what you got to do for America. You got to keep doing what you're doing. You got to look like ass. All right. You're doing a great job so far. Keep it up. You got to, you got to play them. Just look like shit. All right. No problem. Here's my question though. Would they play Wisconsin or would they play Iowa? 
Oh, well, same. You know, it's like a top 20-ish team. You know, the, the type of very boring team the committee likes. So either way. It's, but there's, it's a a, his, there's a history with Iowa that's less favorable. There is, isn't there? So <laughs> as long as they're not playing Purdue, they're fine. Iowa just takes all of the gear, all the juice for one weekend of sixty-point offensive explosion football against them. I don't know what it is, man. We kicked twenty field goals. Fuck you. I think the so I think actually Iowa is a safe team for Ohio State to play because they take turns. Those Big Ten West teams, right? It was yeah. Illinois one time, it was Purdue right. one time, and Iowa one time. You know. So like, you know, it'll be Minnesota's turn some decade. So like, right now, I think Iowa won't come up again. So they're they're safe to play. Wow, hear that? Hear that? The Hawkeye fans, bolts and board material, right there. Hmm. Kirk Ferentz yeah. just and, out and there. Spicy Kirk Ferentz will throw it back. He's, That's right. That man's oh. a quote machine these days. Kirk Kirk Ferentz is just you know it actually like for Robert Baron Kirk Ferentz, who. And I looked this up, so it's definitely a real number. Has made three hundred and forty million dollars coaching the Iowa Hawkeyes. Sure, Christ Almighty. Um, it's, it's it's he's made a lot of money. That um, man's a fucking farm subsidy. It's just only fair that he's exiting. Like this feels like Kirk Ferentz's last season to me. I have no inside info on that. It just feels like any dude putting this much like swagger on after having a completely swaggerless <laughs> career at Iowa. He's this is just him taking a victory lap for his, you know, sunset season <laughs> if he wants it to be. It yeah. just feels a like vic- that. A victory lap at four and two. But that's victory, fine. That's dude, that's a Kirk, Kirk Ferentz would tell you, what's a victory lap? You know, like four and two. Feels yeah, like I mean right. so every Iowa season is divisible by four and two. Right. You know, that's right? correct. You know, like they um but like any true Robert Barron's farewell tour. It involves beating the crap out of kids a lot, right? Urch, urchins like Scott Frost, catch this 26-20 <laughs> defeat, which I which I sealed by having, of course, an awkward fumble that Iowa recovers. That's how that's how you seal the game. So yeah, kick it, kicking the kids around. That's definitely Kirk Ferentz's way to go. And then, of course, scoring sixty against Ohio State. I sure. just it's. The whole reason this is even happening is because the Big Ten affirmatively made all these rules and said, like, well, if this this is the threshold and if this like they're the ones who decided to be like, hey, if we're going to play Dungeons and Dragons, we're going to have some math involved. Settle down now, everybody. No other conference did this. And it's not like other conferences haven't had to deal with like games getting postponed or teams that couldn't play for stretches. They just were just like, I don't know. Fuck it. We'll worry about it when we got to worry about it. But. The Big Ten and its commitment to Robert's Rules of Order has once again just like made its own fans fucking furious by being like, "Well, uh, Ohio State didn't fill in uh, subparts A, and uh, they didn't they didn't get uh, fill out in triplicate form eighty six B five and get that notarized. So unfortunately, we will be awarding the title directly to Indiana." There is one upside to that, and that it is hilarious. Uh, please continue. <laughs> so I'm looking at the SEC's rules. Um, they do not have a specific number of minimum games, to your point, Ryan. Um, the rule is that the division champs have to be within a game of the average number of games. So that's a much much higher, sure. vaguer threshold. Yeah. Um, plus, the SEC didn't do the shit where they spent two months waffling between money and valor and you know all that shit the sec just said here's the huge and it's also if we we have to cancel a whole month in mass then so what and it's also the sec so like all the rules are just like the sec was like we have a minimum player requirement however if you want to play anyway it's not really a requirement anymore go nuts yeah all this shit is suggestions so like sec east champion you've played five games well do you feel like the sec east champion okay come on in God, it's just you can tell Jurassic Park was built by Big Ten grads where they're like, well, free will was a mistake. (laughs) We'll put the fences up and the the dinosaurs will respect the fences because the fences are tall and and that'll keep everything fine. And now I'm going to go have uh, uh, some some malted milk beverage. John Hammond, alma mater. (laughs) (laughs) He went to Oxford, so it's Ole Miss. Yeah, he dresses like an A&M fan, though. 
He does. <laughs> also, also all of that craziness, you know, right? Like down to the helicopter and sparing no expense and having a flea circus. That's super Texan, right? Like, yeah, that's my first yeah. thing. I had a flea circus. They go right. in. People say, where are the fleas? I got some money. Then I made some dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. Super, super, super Texan. Uh, a little bit of college football history, by the way, because you said, oh, man, we're going to kick 20 field goals. And I thought, well, could Iowa really kick 20 field goals in a game? They could attempt it, but you'd have to run the sure. hurry up because the most in a game attempted was by Mike Prindle, the legend. What a name. Uh, Western Michigan versus Marshall, September 29th. 1984 he made wow, that's way that's way more recent than i thought it would be he made <laughs> he made seven of them by the way okay okay seven so he he went seven for nine in what i have to assume was a pretty casually paced game now sure if your whole purpose was just to run the hurry up and kick field goals yes yes i, I think onside tw- onside kick play for overtime if you have to there's like, a nobility yeah. to that singularity of purpose. Yes. You know, because like I was thinking, well, you know, how much your standard time of possess? Let's let's give you 30 minutes. Right. OK. Right. Uh, you know, I think you could get like you could hurry and get like 14, 15 possessions. So, like, I think it's realistic to say you could kick 14 field goals. I don't think you could kick 20, but I think you could kick like 14 or 15. Man, fuck you. <laughs> That's- <laughs> I mean, if you, how, how, how furious would that be? How furious would you make your fan base by doing that? Like in your final game, if you're like, you guys want to see a show, drinking a bottle on the sidelines. The thing, is, the thing is, you do need to get, listen, you need to figure out who your strongest kicker is, not your most accurate. And once you hit the 50, man, you need to start launching 70 yards. <laughs> well, that's the other thing is you don't have to get down. To the like five siege, or... It's like a siege engine, right? Right. Just Correct. Like you, you have seen on a kickoff, you have seen a kicker kick the ball through the uprights, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like you just need to do that, but as a field goal. So basically, like if you have Evan McPherson from Florida, who can pretty consistently hit forty mm-hmm. and forty-five, fifty yarders, then. You don't need to waste time getting down to the 15 or the 5. Fuck that. R- yeah. Right? The minute you hit the 20 or the 25. The minute you hit the 40, my dude. <laughs> you can kick on first down. Yes. You don't have to go to a 40. Yes. <laughs> like, your your frame of reference is so, like, limited. And what I'm saying is we can basically take hold of space time. And we can kick 20 field goals in a game. And I bet we can Space make them. Space time in one hand, destiny in the other. That's fucking right. I don't hate it. <laughs> you sound Anyway, I'll be taking the Vanderbilt you. job now, so. <laughs> <laughs> if, we're just letting them, if we're just letting them score every time, right, too, to get the ball back, we're like, yeah. what's, how do you plan to win with that? One answer, volume. Like, this all sounds absurd. But wouldn't you rather I take the Vanderbilt job with the stated goal of I want to kick 20 field goals in a single game rather than like, well, we're going to come here and build. No, you're not. You're not going to come to Vanderbilt and turn things around. Let me have a turn. Let me try to get 20 field goals in one game. It'll happen (laughs) against Mississippi State, too, because they'll cooperate with the clock. Oh, my God. Mike Leach will be like, oh, I love what you're doing here. Take the ball. That's that's fantastic. You know, this is. It's interesting. Another civilization that valued kicking <laughs> would be the Kung Fu Empire. Mike, that's that's not real. And you actually, you didn't read it. No, it's it the Kung Fu Empire. In Chinese, it was Gong Fu. So they called it the Kung Fu Empire. It, it dates back to 1963. That's a pretty, pretty young empire, Coach. <laughs> I feel like we would have heard about that one. <laughs> no, it's, it's a long time ago. So anyway... They like kicking. <laughs> uh, None of this was to, real, just like head injuries. <laughs> according to fandom.com, all that is known about John Hammond's early life is that he attended university, possibly, but he developed Whoa. a hatred of universities. This feels wow. very this is very big. Wow, time, attended yeah. one, developed hatred of all? Yeah, it's Michigan State. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this, I'm out on all of it. <laughs> That's Can I Michigan tell you? State grad. Fuck college. 
Man, the best the best thing that oh, I- fuck college was Arizona State. <laughs> <laughs> consider it. And now consider it a little bit more. Um a hilarious contrast to me this Saturday was watching Matt Campbell, ah, oh, the stage Matt Campbell, kicking when they had like three minutes left against Texas, wisely getting the ball back, scoring the winning TD, and then holding Texas the way that the textbook says you should because you have a good quarterback who, like Brock Purdy who can get, take this offense down the field and get the score you need when you most desperately need it to secure a conference, a spot in the conference championship, right? Um, Northwestern tried that same thing <laughs> with, with greatly different results. And? and oh. Uh, which was the best because cause you go, ah, what's Pat Fitzgerald going to do here? You're like, well, he should really go for it because his offense sucks. Nope. Nope. They punted. They, they, they punted. I have um, a defense of Pat Fitzgerald here. Go ahead. I think what? he threw. I think he threw this game because earlier this week, Pat Fitzgerald's name was being uh, loosely, admittedly, but connected all the same to an NFL job, the New York Jets. I think Pat Fitzgerald saw that, said, "Fuck no, we're going to lose to Michigan State." What about that would disqualify him from the Jets job, though? Yeah. Mm, yeah it, it, it at least like gets the attention off you for a little while and it puts the attention on Michigan State. If you can't, why would you go get Pat Fitzgerald? Go get Mel Tucker. Okay. Okay. And if you, you know, if you, why would you get Mel Tucker when you could go get the man who beat him, Greg Schiano? He's right oh, there. Yeah. All roads lead back to Rutgers, is what I'm saying. Finally, a use for all of these. Uh, for all of these transitive wins. Do you think somebody has a custom Jets jersey that says Shiano on the back? Do you think that exists know. in the world already? Yeah, I do. I mean, uh, it's got to be a pretty common name in that part of the... <laughs> Shiano! Right. So there's probably like a, a lot of guys who just have that sure. anyway. Right, right. It's also, Schiano. I like that this, this scenario supposes that... Um, Jets fans think their coach wears jerseys, which I think that <laughs> I think that is probably a common belief on the part of Jets fans. He's ready to go. That's how you know it's a message to his players. Ready you gotta be fucking, ready to go. You know, if, if the fucking Broncos had coaches like we do, they wouldn't have had that whole that old quarterback thing. Coach Greg could just get out there and throw the throw the pill around. The yeah. only the only NFL draft I ever went to was stocked with Jets fans who had been drinking sparks on the sidewalk for like twelve hours prior. <laughs> To get into the NFL draft, and I was like, this place is a hovel. New York City's absolutely awful. What a terrible place to be when these guys are like, what are you going to do for entertainment? Oh, he's going to drink sparks on the sidewalk. Go in. Boo people. Tell them how much I hate them. That's why we moved the draft around now, so we don't have to deal with Jets fans. (laughs) That's that's the only reason. (laughs) They're like, why don't you put it it out in Chicago? They won't go that far. They did. They did, and they booed. So they're like, move it further. Move it to Nashville. They were still there. And they were like, uh, okay, unleash the coronavirus. Um, so we have to travel. do it virtually. They're going to have to have it on the bottom of the ocean. Duh. You can't yeah. go where jets can't go. Sea lab draft. Sea lab draft. <laughs> <laughs> They're outside the just, window and I can just, hear them. Just a bunch of dudes in jets jerseys donning those like bronze diving helmets jumping off the tears drown 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 (laughs) just a bunch of big con ed workers (laughs) and water wings (laughs) take another tight end you lose and the fan (laughs) tank for trevor i love that fucking dude he's pretty that means yeah put trevor in our tank Yes, put him in a tank. We're, we're fishing. Like a, like a lobster. This, <laughs> this tank right here is for you, buddy. I've seen the abyss. I can breathe this water. It's fine. <laughs> it's pink. You can just breathe the pink water. Don't, Mary don't get the- Elizabeth Master Antonio. Now there was a dame. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Jets fan. I'm just sitting there in like the self-contained breathing apparatus going, yeah, just pour the monster in. Just pour the monster in the self-contained breathing apparatus. It'll be fine. It'll get in my lungs. It'll be good for me. Texas A&M LSU is the worst thing I watched all weekend. 
just awful. Why did you watch it? Yeah. Ghastly. That's, that's, yeah, on, so, that's on you. That's on yeah, you. Yeah, you don't have to well, live like this. You see, as as an analyst on Thinking Out Loud no, on the SEC do, network. Nope. No. This is I want to be no, clear. Ryan, this At is good. PM. Ryan, it's good practice. Let him no, do it. But he's trying he's trying to get people to watch his show by mm-hmm. invoking Texas A and M L S U. Like what are you doing here, dude? I, I I'm protecting my brand because I want you to know I, I watch what I talk about. Okay. That's okay. 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 Yes. Right. So I was watching okay. this game. So I'll know, which is why I sacrifice for you, so you don't have to watch this. Mm. You don't have to watch this game. Because mm. can I read Kellen Mond's line from this? Kellen Mond, who uh, against Florida turned into the Terminator. Um, yeah, this is Kellen Mond against LSU's elite defense that allowed. 600 yards passing to Mississippi State earlier this year. Kellen Mond was 11 for 34 for 105 yards. No TDs, no interceptions. That's a QBR 15.9. But brother, that's that's like that's not even like fortified wine in terms of proof. Oh, okay. 15.9. I had a lot of questions about that. Good lord. I don't believe this game happened. It didn't. That's fair. It didn't. Okay. All right. Yeah. Which, I actually feel much better now. No, it was oh. ter- the only thing to take from this is, is... I protest. All right. We saw, we saw we, we, in public at least, we saw bad Ed Ogeron grabbing TJ Finley and hauling him over and yelling at him about how he'd absolutely cripple the team. Oh, weird. Usually they keep that shit behind PR. This game would have been 13-7 had it not been for that pick six. When Texas A&M looks bad, they just don't show. They looked awful. Ghastly. So, again, don't if you want Texas A&M, don't, don't hope for a playoff ranking. Don't hope for that five spot because they saw five and they were like, ah, we don't have to try. <laughs> we bailed this in. I mean, they're not wrong. I mean, I uh-huh. think it is better if they don't make it. Like, why oh. would they want to face Bama again? Oh. <laughs> no, no they're, one. They're on, they're on course to face, like, some Big 12 team. That is that is a much, much more manageable. Like, you know, beating Vandy by five, that is how you make sure you don't have to face uh, Bama again. So also, keep it up, they're A&M. rich. They're already rich. They are. I would also. I would well, point, Jimbo's rich. Jimbo, Jimbo's so rich. Did you know? Oh, my God, he's rich. Do you know what Texas A&M's next couple of games are? I do, and I wish I didn't. Uh, yeah, because when you go, well, surely they're they can make up the playoff. This is just phoned it. This they, all they have to do is just phone it in. Um, they play Auburn, and they play Tennessee. That's oh man, that's who they I... have left. Auburn <sighs> is not. I will say this: Auburn is not a very good team. Auburn is not a very good team to play when you need to win one more game. Oh. That's this is where they thrive. Uh, I mean, I don't even so like I don't, I'm not sure which Auburn applies here because I yeah. I honestly don't even think there's anything to ruin. Like A and M is quote fingers five right? Yeah. Like that four is a solid four, <laughs> and uh, I mean honestly, like as as pessimistic and cynical as I am about the playoff committee, I still got to think they look at if Cincy shows up twelve and zero, and they compare that to a team that has already been blown out and beat Vandy by five and did this shit against LSU, that Cincy is ranking ahead of A and M. Um, that might not be the extent of it. Like I don't I don't even know if there's anything about A and M to really ruin. Does that change? Okay, does that change if <clears throat> if Florida wins the SEC championship game and it's one loss Alabama and one loss AM? Then they're just you think they're just taking Bama at that point? Yeah. Yeah, cuz like cuz head to head. Yeah, it'd be as simple as that. Sure. I mean, honestly, that would completely lock out AM. Okay. If yeah, I got, um yeah. If they got in, nothing good would happen. There's nothing. no reason to do it. And like Nothing on the resume is, uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> the only thing <clears throat> that gives me hope for <laughs> Auburn beating A&M is that, like, Auburn's so much better at home this year than they are on the road. On the road, they have lost, they lost Georgia by 21. They lost to South Carolina by eight. 
they barely beat Old Miss, and they needed some bullshit to do it. And they um, just got destroyed by Alabama in the Iron Bowl. At home, they've beaten Kentucky. They beat Arkansas, needed some bullshit there too. Uh, they beat LSU handily, and they beat Tennessee. So, like, it doesn't make sense, but that's the only thing that makes me think, yeah, sure, Auburn could beat A&M. Auburn needed some bullshit. <laughs> it would be now. It That's won't the happen. Song of my own invention. <clears throat> it would be very funny if Tennessee beat no. them to end the year. It would be. I agree. It would, it would be. Many imaginary things would be hilarious. That is true. sure. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying it will happen, but that would be that great. The Jarrett Garantano nine TD game. <laughs> so uh, on, let's see. On twelve throws. <laughs> on twelve. <laughs> Uh, ESPN, I didn't say. FP, I didn't say. This, I didn't say playing, who he was throwing those TDs to. By the way, so. And well, playing you can really at try Auburn. And... Is that right? What's that? Uh, is at. Auburn. is at Auburn. Yes. Okay. FBI. Mm. FBI will favor Auburn, outright, uh, and Tennessee. It's eh, going to be a pretty big spread, but. <laughs> <laughs> but still, uh, far from inconceivable. Okay. Like Phil Fulmer at Luby's challenge accepted. God, it's <laughs> it's it's Auburn at eleven a.m. too, which oh, is just Christ like, Almighty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can we stop talking about Texas A and M now? Yeah, I would love to. Yeah, you Thank started you. this. I did, let's, but I but I am done. Let's discuss something more positive. Acorns is the country's leading saving and investing app. Uh, longtime listeners, as in a week or two. I have kept up with my financial progress since I began using Acorns. I put $5 in there along with, you know, rounding up dollars whenever we make a purchase. And, uh, hey, we're up to $22.14 in here. Damn, that, son. that $0.14, cents, that is pure investment magic. The market is going to work within my phone. I don't know how it's happening. Uh, my little $22 is going off, and it's creating other – it's creating pennies of its own – and uh, any any minute now, those numbers will surely bloom and blossom higher and higher. Uh, you can visit acorns.com full cast to do like I did to get a turbo boost in your investment magic. Claim $5 bonus when you sign up. It's very fast, very easy. You can customize all sorts of stuff. You can set whether you want to retire like, you know, 800,000 years from now or, or maybe within a normal human lifespan or, you know, maybe have it a little more accessible but uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty easy. And you don't really need to know anything at all because I don't. And yet I've made 14 cents so far. You're on your way to Bagman status. Look yeah, man. You. Yeah. Yeah, man. Because so, that's where a sock is a kind of bag. It's true. Yeah. Kansas be, State's first Bagman. Shit. I'm be the sock man. We probably do not have one at all. Yeah. <laughs> now it's time. Now it's oh, time. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, <laughs> I mean, uh, Kennesaw, Kennesaw might have gift card, man. <laughs> Go talk to the gift card, man. He's at, the, he's at the kiosk at the Kroger. Yeah. <laughs> the Culver's man. I got, these Rob- Culver's. I got these Roblox books. Got man, some... Y'all got a Del Taco, too. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying this with, with warm interest. Yeah, we do have a Del Taco. <laughs> Such as it is. <laughs> I know, also, is it a bad Del like, Taco? I mean, I don't, this is the weird thing to me. Like, people from the West Coast, they talk about uh, Del Taco fondly. I've never had a West Coast Del Taco. I've only had Southern Del Tacos, and I'm always confused. It, ah. it, it's, or is, is Del Taco a regional kind of thing? Because I've heard this about like Chick-fil-A and Popeyes and whatever, that it's better closer to the source. Is Del Taco the same way by chance? Yes. Okay. I think so. That's, that although might... there, there, are different, there are different strengths. Remember, like the best KFCs you'll ever go to are in China. Like KFC in China absolutely kicks ass. It's great. I don't know what kind of non... USDA approved additives they use to make it taste so good, but I, when I ate the KFC venom in China, symbiote, the answer is the venom symbiote. <laughs> Get put it in my face. That'd be awesome. I'm ready. <laughs> Hello, Spencer. We're going back to KFC, aren't we? Yes. Yes. Acorns.com/slash/fullcast to claim your five dollar bonus and file it away so you can finally go to China to try America's worst fast food chain. <laughs> Venom did nothing wrong. That's true. Yeah, Venom's yeah. a sovereign citizen. I mean, Venom just encourage. Venom just uh, proposes things, and then it's all your fault if you do them, right? Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. 
the just like the NCAA. Venom just uh, <laughs> recommends proposals. Is all. Mm-hmm. Just an oh. ideas guy. Speaking speaking of speaking of games where you have choices, Ryan. It's my terrible game. Um, this is the game I don't have a name for, and um, we're gonna see how it goes. Spencer won this game last week. Uh, it's very simple. I'm going to give him the title and one sentence plot summary of three musicals. Two of them are real. One of them I have made up. Spencer's job is to identify the false musical. <clears throat> um, okay. I have not cleared. The, I need to start clearing this with these with Holly because Holly is inadvertently giving Spencer better musical knowledge than I thought he had. But we're gonna we're gonna try it and see if it works this week anyway. And if you get it right, then I am going to start strategizing with Holly, and we will stump you. I appreciate um, that you say inadvertently, but I am exposing him to the chess musical on purpose. Yeah, Let's and I had clear. to. I, Chess was on my list, and I had to take yeah. it off the list. Um, yeah. I mean, what night? No, well, listen, heard dudes, a lot of it. I, I would have known dudes that from it, ABBA write the music for it. Yes. Yeah, I would have known that anyway because I loved One Night in Bangkok when I was a kid. So okay, all right, great. That's mm. that's an insane thing. All right, uh, this theme, this theme, uh, the theme for this week rather is um, <clears throat> marriage trouble. And here are your three musicals. Musical number one, title, How Now Dow Jones. The plot summary. Set on Wall Street, this musical <laughs> follows Kate, who announces the Dow Jones numbers. Who She also gets pregnant after a one-night stand. <laughs> and she has a fiancé who will not marry her until the stock market hits 1,000 points. <laughs> That's musical number one. Musical number two. On a clear day, you can see forever. Daisy, a woman with ESP and a smoking habit that may interfere with her engagement, goes to a psychiatrist who hypnotizes her and reveals she was previously an 18th century English woman. And musical number three, Rising Flame. Gertrude is engaged to a rich but eccentric inventor who will not marry her until he designs a hot air balloon that can sail across the Atlantic Ocean. So she secretly begins editing his drawings at night to speed up the progress. Spencer, which of these three musicals is not real? So I'm pretty sure on a clear day you can see forever's real. Okay. The first one is so dumb, but... It does allow the people writing the music of the musical to write the obligatory suck-up song to New York that must take place in every musical, even if it is not set in New York. I'm pretty sure even, like, like Aida has a song about New York. I'm pretty sure that, like, Miss Saigon has a song about New York. That's like, actually true. Saigon, it's pretty good, but it's not New York! The greatest town in the world! Hmm. Um... And now I'm going to jump in the helicopter and fly it into the sun. But wait, there we go. But, okay. Spoiler! Right. Spoiler! Great. Sorry. Yeah. Um, He's excited, and that's your fault. It is. Yeah. I'm going to say the third one, Rising Flame, is fake. Spencer, you are correct. How Now Dow Jones is not only a uh, a real musical, um, one, of the, <laughs> one of the songs... I still in, can't believe I'm correct, by the one, way. One of the songs in this musical, called Step to the Rear... Um, oh, became, Step became, to the Rear's from that? Yes, yes. It became so popular that it became uh, used in Lincoln Mercury TV commercials. It was uh, used in Hubert Humphrey's 1968 presidential campaign, and it was adapted into the fight song of which university? The University of South Carolina. Wow. Yep. Yeah, now, Ryan. Step to the rear of the division race. <laughs> So Hubert Humphrey was inaugurated to a song about the stock market being good. Well, he didn't win. Yeah, why? But, but he was planning on it. Think about this. Oh, though. not Herbert Hoover. No, Hubert Humphrey. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. yeah, because think about Hubert Humphrey campaigned on a song that was about step to the back of the line. That's that's now I know that's that's not what the song says. But if you just read the title, it's not the most inspiring or smartest like motto, right, for a political campaign. Yeah. Fortunately, we've gotten much better about all that. Hmm. Um, Ryan, have you considered, by the way, these fake ones writing them down and attempting to sell them as musicals? Because I was like, I don't know, that could be a, 
Like, that could be a pretty compelling... I'm sure somebody would hear that and go, I got 10 songs on my head already. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, if you, if Listener, if you want to contribute to this effort, and a few of you reached out and indicated that you did, just email me at ryan.nanny at gmail.com. Please put um, Broadway Spencer in the subject line so I can find it. Would love more submissions for this. There are a lot of terrible and crazy musicals still out there. And, and uh, now, I, now Holly and I are going to make this our life's work. So thank you, <laughs> because um, we were bored, to be honest. We could use this. Mm. I wanted to ask you, Ryan, about um, other melodramas. Sure. In fact, a melodrama I know you took particular joy in watching, because I know you watched it. Michigan and Penn State played this weekend. <sighs> God. Yeah, yeah, Michigan and Penn State did play this weekend. Um, Penn State is no longer winless. Michigan <laughs> is... <laughs> Still stuck on to like things are so bad that just like casually looking on Twitter before we before we got to um, before we started recording, like I think Michigan fans, I cannot tell this is a joke. I'm serious. I think Michigan fans are worried that the administration is going to try to go hire Bill O'Brien. Really? And I don't know how we got there. I, I, I mean. I yeah. think they're. I think they're in a fugue state at this point. And going into this game, I did actually wonder out loud to myself, you know, hey, who would feel worse coming out of this game, right? Yeah. And because I thought, well, I mean, I could see ways in which it could go either way, and I know that I was wrong because this is the worst outcome. the The worst outcome is giving giving Penn State their first win in a fashion that looked well, a whole lot like other Michigan games. That Jim Harbaugh's lost. Nobody yeah. playing quarterback. Nobody mounting a semblance of an air game. Struggles on defense. Miscues. Ugliness. Yeah, making Sean Clifford look competent. Not not real good. It did look for it did look for a little bit at the end because Michigan got this game to within three, like early in the fourth quarter. So there was this hint of like mm, Penn State might be about to fuck this up. And then they went on a 12-play, 75-yard touchdown drive where they, like, just... There was not even a hint that they might have to get off the field. It was not a situation where it was like, oh, they, they, this, this third and 18 they converted. They, they went for it on fourth and two. It was just like, nope. Just fucking didn't have any problem marching way wor- to the field. By, way, made way worse by the fact that Penn State... Uh, managed to leisurely run the clock out by <laughs> with ten plays in five and a half yeah. minutes. <laughs> yeah. Ah! Call all the timeouts, y'all. We'll just keep nibbling our way down the field. Yeah, it's. I have. I have pretty. I have gone from. It's hard to judge anything this season. Like you shouldn't really overreact based on you know week to week whatever. Even the Michigan State loss, it was like, look, Michigan's like Michigan State's strategy for much of that game was like throw ball, get flag, or make circus catch, which is not like sustainable. But yeah, they were Michigan was just like so feckless for so much of this, and yeah, it, ultimately to 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 be this far into the the Harbaugh tenure and still at quarterback be like, I don't know. Let just, uh, you, you, you're the savior this week. What? You suck. All right, let's go back to the other one. Like it's, it's so disorganized and just like, there's, there's no forward momentum to it at all. Did Penn state look broken? Did they look like a, did they look like a broken team? Penn state? Penn state. Penn state. they they looked they looked they looked okay you know you know when you're driving on the road and you see a car that has like significant body damage that has not been adequately addressed where you're like yeah. i see you've you've bungeed your trunk closed because <laughs> you got rear-ended so badly that it won't stay closed mhm that's penn state at this point can it can it operate on the road yes should you stay near it? No, absolutely not. Should you get in it? 100% no. 
But that's Penn State football. Michigan is the is the car in the lake. Like Michigan is it, Michigan has a seaworthy car and not a roadworthy one. Yeah, I know of two teams that I watched and I went, "Oh, they're broken. They're just broken. Like they just nothing nothing will work about them. Nothing is working about them." And I do not know where you where one would start fixing a thing this broken. One's LSU or the other one's Michigan. Yeah. Maybe they yeah, should switch. Maybe they should switch coaches. Just God. straight up, just swap them. Which, which side of that would be more poorly received at this point? Michigan. <laughs> Michigan. Michigan having having Ed Orgeron. Oh, that'd go way worse. Yeah. Way worse. They could maybe convince themselves he's speaking French and he's just extremely worldly. Mm, how long could they tuck themselves into that? It depends on if he's winning or not, man. There was a time when they were happy with Brady Hoke. Yeah, it, it seems it, like a long time ago, but that was true for a while. Is he going to beat Ohio State? Yes or no? Because that's also the answer to all other questions. Oh, that's not happening. Well, then the answer is no. I think that's our ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. The answer is no.